Welcome back to Fig and Farm at Home, where we design happy living. I'm hoping that you've had a chance to listen to last week's episode, because today we're going to continue that conversation. But just in case you haven't, I want to give you a quick little recap what we talked about last week. Last week, we talked about five ways that you could add a little bit of personality and character to your home's design when you have a target budget. That sounds easier said than done, but I gave you five tips and here they are. The first one was to add whimsy. Whimsy means something different to everyone, so make sure that you go back when you have a chance and listen to that episode so you get some examples of what I mean with that. The second thing was to up-level the way that you style your things. The way that you place things on mantles, bookshelves, tabletops, pianos, up-leveling that is going to help you create a home that appears a little bit more elevated, and you could be doing it with a 77 cent lamp or vase or something you grab from the thrift store. The third thing that you can do is to change out the builder grades. You know what I mean. The mirrors, the light fixtures, the hardware, the doorknobs, that kind of thing. The fourth thing is to build it yourself. And if you can't build it from scratch, can you embellish whatever it is you have in order to make it appear a little bit more characterized to your design style? And then the fifth thing is what we're going to land on today. And that was to shop small. Shopping places like thrift stores, consignment stores, vintage stores, antique malls, Etsy, garage sales, holiday bazaars, Shopping small is going to allow you to find things that you might not find when you go to the local Target. So stick around. You're going to want to hear why shopping small can actually make the biggest impact. Enjoy today's show. We grew up with the phrase, home is where the heart is, but our culture has shifted and now the message is, home should be Pinterest perfect. I'm calling BS on that message. Home, it's not about the stuff, it's about the story. And whether you know it or not, your home is a reflection of you and is already saying something. So what is it that you want it to say? Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget, like ramen eating, Goodwill shopping budget. And I learned a few things along the way, like how to bring big style to your home without breaking the bank. And I'm sharing it all with you tips, tricks, decor, and design advice so you can learn to tell your story with your style, where you can start living free from the Pinterest perfect trap and start living a life of intention. Welcome to Fig and Farm at Home, where we design happy living and where it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. Last week, when I mentioned that shopping small was the fifth thing that you could do to create a little bit of character and personality and add that to your home design style... I really wanted to expand a lot on what it was I was telling. And I thought, you know what? We could actually have an entire episode on just shopping small. And so we are, (laughs) we are, that's what we're doing today. And there are several reasons why this is such a good idea. You heard me say in the trailer, we have three reasons why shopping small will make big impact, but I actually have four and maybe even five. So let's get started. The first reason that shopping small is so incredibly important and can bring big impact to you, to not just you and your home style, but to actually the environment, to the people that they are supporting, and to, of course, your pocketbook and your home. There, I mean, just think about that. 
how many people are affected, how many things are affected when you shop small. So let's break it down just a little bit. The first reason why it's so great to shop small is because it keeps things out of the landfill and keeps things that are potentially still good, have good bones, are still usable in circulation. Because not all things that are ready to be retired from one person's home, ready to move on from one person's home, needs to go into the landfill. There are so many times when I see things getting loaded up or I talk to a friend and they're loading their truck and they're going to take things to the dump. It kind of makes me sick to my stomach, if I'm being honest. And Mr. Fig and Farm, if you're listening, that really is one of the reasons why if people ask me if I want that piece of furniture, my answer is (laughs) yes, yes, thank you, I do. But right there, I am going to just send you over to my Instagram at Fig and Farm and say, take a peek at my newest creation. This was one of those things they were moving. It was going to go to the dump. I saved it. I scra- I worked so hard saving this hutch from the landfill. And it is so pretty. You will recognize it because I took it down to the raw wood and I added caning on the front and some glass doorknob. Oh, it is so pretty. Anyway, that is one of the reasons that it is so impactful to shop small is because you are helping to save things from the landfill. Think about it. The things that you find at a thrift store, the things that you find at garage sales, the things that you find at consignment stores, antique malls, all of these were probably living their best life, their first life in someone's home. that someone got really tired of it, decided to move on, make a change, and it needed to go somewhere. And the choice was landfill or back into circulation. And that back into circulation is where we can, where we can find it, where we can save it from the landfill. And that is so fantastic. When you are shopping small in that way, in those regards, you're also saving money. Everyone knows this, right? When you shop small like that, when you're shopping small in terms of thrift stores, consignment stores, garage sales, you are saving money because the things that you can purchase there are a fraction of the cost. Of course, sometimes there are things in there that are, they've seen better days. We know that. But do you know how many times we can find something that is pristine, something that is beautiful, something that is worthy to sit on your shelf, just as worthy as that anthropology thing that you were drooling over last week. It is just as worthy. I'm going to name five things in my home that I found at a thrift store that I absolutely love and I got at a fraction of a price. The first one is living right smack dab in the middle of my library. It is a brass legged oval glass topped coffee table. And Originally, this wasn't necessarily my style. It has become a little bit more my style, and I fell in love with it because at the bottom of the brass legs are hooves. It looks like maybe goat hooves, and it looks to be a French provincial coffee table. It also looks to be like something I might find at my mother-in-law's home, and she has beautiful taste. It reminds me a little bit of her, and it fits beautifully and just adds a little bit of opulence to our library, makes it feel a little bit formal, and that's okay. That's the look I'm going for. But it's not so stuffy when you see the other things in the room. Okay, that's number one thrift store. Found it for $30. 30 That is a fraction of what it would be somewhere else. That is a fraction of what it would be if it was brand new. 
The second thing that I found that is one of my favorites are brass duck end or duck head bookends. These are so sweet and they're a little bit tarnished and that's not a big deal. You can untarnish it by polishing it up a little bit and they are solid and heavy and add just a teeny tiny bit of whimsy and compliment quite honestly and quite nicely the goat hooved legs of my coffee table and they're sitting on the bookshelf. The third thing I've found are my dining room chairs. Now, very opposite of this kind of fun and a little bit fancy coffee table are these chairs. I found them at a flea market and I might have spent $10 for all three. My husband, Mr. Figgin Farm, built our farmhouse flea table and these chairs are really sweet. They're old schoolhouse chairs. They're wood, they're all wood, and they've been painted white. The paint is a little bit chippy and it is just adding such fun character to this space and this beautiful wood grain table. It makes the table shine in a way that it actually should shine. My nephews and I carried them through the streets of downtown Seattle when I found them, couldn't let them go, and there they are. All right, the third thing that I found, oh, I take it back, the fourth thing that I found, this one I actually gave away, not gave away, I sold it at the shop, and I wish that I wouldn't have. This one was gorgeous. This was a hutch that was like a, more like a bookshelf, but it had the sizing of a standalone hutch. It was about seven feet tall and it had glass, glass doors. And it had, it was this really deep, dark wood that didn't need to be touched at all. It just needed to be wiped down and cleaned. It was gorgeous. I found it. I pretty much licked the handle, said, hey, this is mine. I'm taking it home. Don't anyone, <laughs> don't anyone grab it from my hot little hands. I am taking it home with me. And <sighs> it sold before I could even have a second thought about whether or not to bring it into my home. And the fifth thing that was so remarkable, so remarkable, was this ginormous oil painting. It was an original. And there are sometimes when I find originals that look they're just sweet. Someone put a lot of time and effort. They were trying something new. It's very sweet. It was part of someone's collection, but this one was not only sweet, it was really, really beautiful. Of course, it was framed really nicely, but it was done really well. You could tell that the person doing it was an artist. I couldn't get the name quite very well. It wasn't very uh, readable, but it was gorgeous, and I paid Gosh, you know what? In fact, I paid about $30 for all of the things, actually, if I come to think about it. Maybe not the brass um, duck head bookends, but really quite the deal. And this, again, was an art piece that I took to the shop and I ended up selling it. It lived in my office for a little while and it did need to go somewhere else. But these were some really fun finds. And when you open your eyes and your I'm going to say your heart to even in your mind to the possibility of saving pieces from the landfill, bringing about giving them a second chance to live somewhere else, to tell a second story, to get out of retirement, maybe even to update them just a little bit, refresh them just a little bit. Whether you're restaining or repainting or reupholstering, you're giving them a little bit of an update to have a brand new chance at the second story within your home you're also allowing yourself to save money. And when you do that and you're shopping these small spaces, 
the character and the personality that you are able to bring into your home just varies immensely. One of my favorite decorating tactics is to mix old and new, no matter what generalized style we're falling into, whether it's farmhouse or boho or nautical or whatever. I love mixing old and new. It makes your home feel storied. It makes it feel layered. It makes it feel lived in. It makes it feel loved. And most importantly, it makes it feel curated. One of the things that is opposite of that is imagine going shopping at your favorite home decor store. You go one weekend when there's a brand new fall collection and you buy all the things. And all the things, they do match, they do go together, they do look like they are a complete set, and you bring it home and you decorate your home and you're still wondering what is missing. Here's the ticket. The things that are missing are the things that are created, or not created, but curated over the course of time. The things that you pick up at cute little shops along the way, the things that you pick up on vacation along the way, the things that you get passed down along the way, those are the things that are missing from your brand new fall collection, matchy matchy set. Those are the things. All right. The third reason why shopping small can make such a big impact is because it supports a small business. When we think about a small business in general, I want you to think of it not just like a business that trades money for product, but I want you to think about a person behind that business. If you go into a boutique, if you go into a um, an antique mall, if you go into a teeny tiny little retail store that ha- sells vintage goods, if you are interacting at all with any of the people that are behind the counter, chances are they are the owner, they are the vendor, they are someone directly related to the person who is stocking, who is curating, who is doing the artwork, who is doing the creations. And it can be remarkable. I'm just going to paint a story for you really quickly about my little shop. My little shop is located in our little hometown and it is run by one, it is owned by one lady. And there are, I think I counted nine vendors. I'm one vendor and then there are eight others. And then of course the owner has her own things. When you shop at places like that, think about that. That is 10 people, 10 families that you are directly impacting. When you walk into their space and you go from space to space and you think, oh, this is cute. This is, this is really sweet. I can bring it home and it'll add personality to my, my living room. It'll add that touch, that extra touch. It'll complete the space, whatever you're thinking. And then you walk away and think it's too expensive. I'm going to go buy it on Amazon. I want you to think about that because yeah, you, you can buy it on Amazon The things that you'll find at little stores like vintage stores, antique malls, boutiques, those are, those are families. And every time you make a sale, every time they make a sale, you guys, seriously, happy dances are happening. Happy dances are happening. Rent is being paid. Food is being put on the table. Those cleats that that kiddo needs for soccer are being provided for. The braces that are desperately needed because of that overbite, they are being provided for. The glasses that they need, they're being provided for. When you support, support a small business, you are, support, you are directly supporting a family. I want you to think about that the next time. And I want you to remember that 
when you shop small, it is an opportunity to bring a smile, a direct impact to the person that you are shopping from. And the fourth reason why shopping small can bring a big impact, this one directly affects you. And I want you to take notes on this. Are you ready? Now, this shopping small is really related to boutiques, to antique malls, to vendors inside of vintage stores. This is what I'm talking about here. And I'm including Etsy in there, maybe even some eBay shops. I'm talking about those teeny tiny little places that you know are curated and run by one person or their spaces run by one person. When you do that and you understand what your aesthetic is and you are gravitating towards the aesthetic of this one booth inside of this antique mall, we'll say. When you gravitate towards that and you know, oh my gosh, every time I go in here, every time I go into this little booth or every time I go into that boutique down the street, I find something I like all the time, every time. Okay, pay attention to that. Because what is happening here is that person who is in charge of that booth, that person who's in charge of that boutique, that person who's in charge of that, the vendor behind that, they are the artist. They are the curator. They have honed in their aesthetics so tightly that they're doing the shopping for you. Ultimately, they're doing the curating. They're doing the picking. They're doing the finding. They're bringing it all easily to you into one nice, easy space. So if you know that you gravitate towards that one store over and over and over, and you can find stuff over and over, and you might spend too much money over and over, keep going there. Because that means that your aesthetic is being directly curated. You are honed in on the things that you love, and it is going to be an easy choice for you. It's going to lessen the overwhelm and the frustration that you can sometimes get when you go to Target or Ikea or Home Goods or wherever all of those choices are so many that you stand there just staring at the product and you're thinking, I don't know, what about this? I don't know, what about this? I'm not sure. And then you buy it and you return it, that, it eliminates that. When you are shopping small at a boutique or a place like an antique mall where that vendor has curated all of the things that you gravitate towards over and over again, pay the price, shop there because you are doing so many good things. You are saving that piece from the landfill. You are supporting a family, not just a small business. You are already shopping directly towards your aesthetic and you are sometimes saving money. Sometimes, of course, if it's an antique store, you might not be saving money, but you're making your overwhelm so much less. And sometimes that's worth it. All right. I hope that is helpful for you as you continue to create and craft a home that just really lights you up, a home that is reflective of your family's story, a home that has character and personality, and a home that does not look like your next door neighbors. I hope you have fun with that the next time you're out and about, the next time time you think, I need a new pillow, I need a new whatever it is you need for your space that you think might complete that space. I want you to first shop small and to remember that those sales directly impact someone's family. All right, until next time, I'll see you soon. Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, 
join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.